Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where it sounds like the audio is going to be a little off today. Different setup. The kids are uh, home. One is sick, therefore both are are here. You may hear some ruckus, fighting, chaos in the background, but overall things seem to be good. Anyways, to get to it, yes, this is a, a World War III live stream, because that's what we're looking at. There's a lot of people who say that World War III has already started. Nobody's really made it official yet. It's not like they're going to call it World War III. It's not like Roosevelt said, this is World War II. You know, beforehand they just had the Great War. Uh, it's not until... Looking back, people realized that things were happening and the new name would come up. So, a um, couple news articles to go over today to show where we're at with things. And to get started, U.S. and Taiwan set to exchange hundreds of troops for training. Now, um, other articles are out there describing it a little differently that 200 U.S. troops are going to be stationed in Taiwan, and that's a huge increase from what we've had before, but it goes a little bit further than that. The training deployments would be among the largest ever between U.S. and Taiwan and are driven by concerns over a Chinese invasion. Yeah, it seems like we're getting a little, little bit closer to that day. Uh, this is through thedrive.com, um, The War Zone. I don't know why this has two different names. Maybe the drive is like a hosting site. Maybe the website is called the war zone. I'm not sure. Uh, articles by Emma Helfrich. So yeah, she makes a reference to the wall street journal article revealing that in coming months, us troops will be significantly increasing the number of troops currently stationed in Taiwan. In the past, this has included special operations forces like the green berets and Marines. Wall Street Journal states that the amount of American personnel currently planning to be deployed to Taiwan will be between 100 and 200. And um, let's see here. A new report says the U.S. military is gearing up to more than quadruple the number of troops it has deployed to Taiwan. So we really don't have anybody in Taiwan. If we're quadrupling with... 200 troops, so that means we have what, like 50 there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know uh, uh, the exact math on that, but it's not much. We don't have much there. Um, at the same time, Taiwan is reportedly aiming to send around 500 of its own soldiers to the U.S. later this year, which would be a significant increase over its previous uh, rotations. Both deployments would be focused on bolstering the training of Taiwan's military and come at a time of increased friction between the U.S. and China. Gee, I wonder what's creating that friction. And I can't think of any recent news articles that have come out, certain alphabet agencies saying that uh, <clears throat> they, they were the cause of something that affected the lives of the rest of the world for three years. Let's see here. The article went on to explain that the increase in U.S. troops will expand among an ongoing training program for the ROC armed forces that the Pentagon has tried to keep under wraps to avoid provoking Beijing. The planned increase would be the largest deployment 
of forces and decades by the U.S. on Taiwan as the two draw closer to counter China's growing military power. Let's see here. Somebody is upping the volume on something. Okay, so anyways, now that we have what, Gabby's dollhouse in the background, let's uh, continue on to the next article. You can tell this is going to be a short live feed. Mass drone attack unleashed chaos, air raid sirens inside Russia. Interesting. So this is something I haven't heard anywhere on the mainstream news. Uh, and this is uh, really pissing off Russia, from my understanding. Russia has come under attack by multiple drones on Tuesday, with one of those drones reportedly caused, uh, causing a fire at an oil depot in the southern part of the country, and another hitting outside of Moscow. The attack on the oil facility happened in... Hoopsie, uh, which lies about 150 miles southeast of the Crimean Peninsula with Reuters uh, citing local media to report emergency services put out a fire at an oil depot in southern Russia overnight after a drone was spotted flying overhead. The RIA news agency said on Tuesday, crucially, Tupsi is about 500 kilometers from the nearest Ukrainian-held territory, which exhibits significant Reach assuming the UAV was launched by the Ukrainians. So yeah, uh, now Ukraine is playing around with uh, unmanned drones. Actually, here's a good photo of one right here. Apparently this one, I don't know, didn't make it to target. Crashed in some, uh, some snow. And uh, another drone crashed in the Moscow region at the same day, on the same day, saying it was like an Operation to target civilian infrastructure. Mm, I don't know. Moscow is like the capital. I don't know how accurate these things are. So, yeah. Um, massive drone attack. And, of course, Russia is trying to say that Ukraine is trying to hit civilians now, which is something that Ukraine is constantly talking uh, uh, talking about on their side. Drones filled with explosives attacked the Rosnet oil depot in the... Krasnodar territory. So yeah, it looks like Ukraine uh, is getting getting some high-tech gear. This doesn't look like our stuff. I'm not sure where exactly they're getting this stuff from. Um, doesn't really, not really seen in here as to where these drones are being uh, purchased from. Of course, Everything is given to the Ukrainians, so uh, I'm not surprised. We have no idea where these are coming from. But um, anyways, manufactured by... Oh, here we go. Moscow Times noted that the unverified report said that the drone was a Ukrainian... Okay, so they're building their own. UJ-22 Airborne manufactured by U Ukraine Jet. Ukraine Jet. UKR jet. <laughs> All right. So they're making their own kamikaze drones. Nice. And so that happened. Yeah. Uh, there's also a nice article about how uh, Russia is probing Dutch um, oil facilities. 
possibly for uh, retaliation for what happened to Nord Stream. Uh, not sure that doesn't seem to be something I shared on here, which I'm kind of surprised. So I've got two more articles, and then I'm going to fix what's going on back there for the next live feed for today. Uh, Air Force relieves six leaders at nuclear air base over loss of confidence. This one really surprised me because this means that uh, our military is definitely looking to make sure that whatever happens in the foreseeable future, uh, people will follow orders. So six leaders, including two commanders and four of their subordinates at Mena Air Force Base, North Dakota, were abruptly relieved of their duties Due to a loss of confidence, the U.S. Air Force wrote at a press release Monday, uh, Major General Andrew Jabera, uh, commander of the 8th Air Force, relieved uh, Gregory Mayer of the 5th Mission Support Group uh, and Jonathan Welch of the 5th Logistics Readiness Squadron from their leadership positions at Minute uh, Air Force Base due to a loss of confidence in their ability to complete their assigned duties, what would that be? Their personal uh, actions, this is a quote, their personal actions were necessary to maintain a very high standard we demand of these units entrusted with supporting our nation's nuclear mission. Yeah, so definitely perhaps they overheard these guys were like, we're not gonna drop these even if they tell us to, that's suicide, uh, who knows? Um, I don't think that it gives details as to why they decided to let these guys go. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, also, four subordinate leaders assigned to the Air Force Base were relieved of their duties. Uh, Eighth Force continues to safeguard global combat power and conduct around the clock, strategic deterrence operations in a safe, secure, and effective manner. Our mission is uh, foundational to our nation's defense and we remain committed to the success of that no-fail mission. I'm wondering if this has anything to do with the balloons. Perhaps? Maybe? But it's North Dakota. Like, uh, you know, it was first spotted in Montana, so perhaps this is just uh, nuclear. The Air Force Base is home to the 5th Bomb Wing, which falls under the 8th Air Force. The wing flies nuclear-capable Boeing B-52 Stratofortress bombers. The air base also has a missile wing that operates intercontinental ballistic missiles. Yeah, so they they want robots. They want robots in these facilities. Don't, don't question our orders. Why are they replacing these guys? Uh, Jabrera did not explain what caused the loss of confidence among the uh, commanders entrusted with the nation's nuclear bombers and ICBMs. Um, it's pretty obvious if you read this that they were worried these guys were not going to press the button when told to. Why are they so concerned about that right now? Hmm. So yeah, um, Air Force is relieving people. Uh, they think they can't do their jobs. Um, but I want to finish off with this one. This is from the Libertarian Institute. Most frontline Ukrainian soldiers killed within four hours. Yeah. Um, 
I'm very familiar with the Libertarian Institute, Scott Horton, and uh, there's a whole slew of other guys that do great work over there. Check out their website if you want to find out um, some good information on a lot of different topics that you're not going to find elsewhere. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the article goes on to say, Retired American Marine fighting in Ukraine told ABC News the front lines are a meat grinder where soldiers survive an average of four hours. These guys are not getting training, okay? Um, one guy that I interviewed for my uh, my book on Duncan Lump was over in Ukraine at the time on the front lines, and he was saying that these guys, these Ukrainians and the other people who are going to volunteer, were getting less than a day's worth of training before being shipped out and trying to figure out how to work in a group, how to maintain their weapons. Like, it's just, they're not getting any, they're just literally handed stuff and said, go kill Russians. <laughs> so, yeah, Troy Offenbecker is fighting alongside Ukrainian forces on the Dunbat, in the Donbass region. Moscow and Kiev have been battling around Kakhmut um, for several months as Russian forces have slowly uh, made gains around the city. In January, Germany estimated, Germany estimated Kiev was losing a th uh, three-digit number of soldiers daily fighting in Bakhmut. Uh, at the time, the White House believed President Vladimir Zelensky was committing too many lives and resources to defend the city. They don't care. They don't care about their civilians. Because nobody's a civilian right now. The country's under attack. Everybody is military cannon fodder. Offenbecker's commentary suggests that the situation may be getting worse for Ukrainian soldiers. It's been pretty bad on the ground. A lot of casualties, he assessed. The life expectancy is around four hours on the front line. But hey, Russia's, Russia's doing horrible. They're, they're doing really bad, right? That's what we keep being told. And it seems like both sides this spring are uh, planning on doing this offensive. Ukraine wants to push Russia out. Russia wants to push further into the country. He said that the Russian attack in the city is not letting up and turned into a meat grinder. The artillery is nonstop. Offenbecker explained the Russian forces are fighting around the clock. The Russians may have maybe run into a shortage of shells lately, but the past couple of weeks, it's been nonstop, all day, all night. Meanwhile, Kiev's Western backers have expressed to Zelensky in recent weeks that NATO countries are struggling to find artillery shells to send to Ukraine. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said the U.S. will train Ukrainian soldiers on fighting methods that use fewer munitions. Hand-to-hand combat? Like, swords? Spears? What are we talking about here? The Kremlin ordered a mobilization of 300,000 troops last year. Uh, Western leaders have anticipated Moscow will order an offensive this winter. Winter's almost over. It's been a mild winter. Yeah. Uh, Ukrainian officials said that the Russian offensive is now underway. Okay, Offenbecker agrees with the amount of shelling, the amount of armor that they've brought in, uh, I think it's started. Due to Moscow and Kiev's tight control over their country's uh, presses, 
It is unclear how substantial the death toll is for each country. Since the start of the war, Zelensky has nationalized Ukraine's media, outlawed the political oppression, and jailed citizens who opposed its administration. Commenting on the state of journalism in the country, press union leader uh, Gutz explained, we've never known what's the basis of these accusations. What's the pro-Russian link? It starts to look like a political accusation rather than a genuine crime. A lot of journalists self-censor now, he added. It's not like we haven't seen that here, right? Like even on YouTube, we have to self-censor ourselves when we talk about certain topics. Because otherwise, videos are taken down, you get strikes, demonetized, you name it, it's ridiculous. So uh, yeah, YouTube, stop, stop acting like Ukraine. They're not a democracy. They're a shithole. So yeah, anyways, that is uh, about it when it comes to uh, what is going on with... Um, it, there's other stuff I could cover... Uh, President Xi Jinping was uh, meeting with Putin, solidified their relationship. They're now husband and wife. I, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like um, Xi Jinping is making sure that he has the backing of somebody else when he decides to make another Ukraine, uh, if you will. Uh, Putin is still pissed off about Nord Stream, as he should. Uh, he demanded... Somebody else pointed this out, and I, I want to say it was popular preparedness, um, that the day after Putin went to the UN demanding an investigation as to what happened with Nord Stream because of uh, Seymour Hersh's article that was published uh, saying it was us and giving the justification or not the, the evidence put forward as to why it would have been us, um, we have... Uh, what was it? Several, several different facilities blowing up across the country. I believe it was like petroleum-based, um, refinery centers, all kinds of other weird stuff has been happening around the country. Like the day after Putin left the UN, uh, things started happening around here and, uh, none of it's good. So yeah, anyways, that is about it. That's the heater kicking on, telling me uh, to make this video short, because otherwise the audio is going to be worse than it already is. Let's, let's face it. So keep on typing.